Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today I'm talking once again to Dave Harrison. This is part two of his experiences at the Olympic Games as a journalist. So last time we talked about Moscow 1980, Los Angeles, 1984, and Seoul, 1988. So that brings us to your next games, uh, Dave. Which was Barcelona. Barcelona, 1992. Mm -hmm. And everybody I've spoken to says this was a, a really great game. Was that your experience yeah, as well? Yeah, exactly good. Love the city, love the people, love the organization. From a bit British aspect, there were good stories all the way through. Linford Christie being the highlight. Um, Sally Gunnell, Colin Jackson, Redgrave, you know, you could go on. So, yeah, very enjoyable games. Very, very enjoyable games. Yeah, it seems like, yeah, if you look back, Seoul is a very, I don't know, just in terms of looking at the, the culture and the sort of people of the host country, you know, in Spain, it's so vibrant and so alive and that sort of meshed perfectly with, with the Olympic Games, I guess. The spirit of the games does reflect the people. Um, talked about Seoul the other day, you know, and how welcoming the people were, and it was very, very welcoming games, um, unless you were Ben Johnson. <laughs> and oh, what I remember from Barcelona the most was the was the opening ceremony with the, the archer who fired the, yeah. the arrow to light the cauldron. Yeah, we, were, we all held our breath, didn't we, in case he missed and wiped out a row of spectators, but uh, I think it had been well planned and well rehearsed. And do you remember the other thing that I remember just watching it you know, on television was the, the Dream Team? Did you, were you able to, to see them? I didn't get to see them because I was like, working for a newspaper at the time which focused, not exclusively, but pretty much entirely on British athletes. So, But I, I caught up some of it on TV and it was a major story, wasn't it? Yeah, of course. So then we moved to Atlanta, 1996, and unfortunately... Reputation is the opposite, that it was quite a poor game, and that was your yeah. experience as well. Well, you went for the sublime of Barcelona to mm. uh, the ridiculous nature of Atlanta, and a bit like LA, you know, they kind of threw loads of money at it without having the real eye for detail, the expertise. Of course, there was the appalling story of the bomb in the park, which you would remember. And I was out of town, so I didn't really experience it full, fully, but... Um, It, it shook quite a few people, you know, you thought, hmm, this, uh, this is getting a bit close to home. It's interesting. Uh, speaking of home, I did go home early from Atlanta because, um, before we move on, I mean, part of the organizational chaos was the transport because you, you had not just media turning up to the wrong venues, but athletes turning up to the wrong training venues. The bus drivers all been bussed in from out of town and they didn't really know where they were going. But I went home early because a big story was breaking in England. Um, Alan Shearer was signing for Newcastle. And um, I was Shearer's columnist, you know, did all these stories. And they said, come home quickly. Um, Shearer signed for Newcastle. They're going to Japan on a pre-season trip. So come back to London and jump on a plane to Tokyo and just latch on to him. Got back to London and Kevin Keegan, who was the Newcastle manager at the time, says, no press on this trip. So I uh, came home in vain, but deep down I probably wasn't too sorry to leave Atlanta behind. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it sounds like it. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it, you know, when we go to places like 
like Brazil where we are now and like uh, even even China or Greece and you it's easy to be critical of transport and things like that but then you know in your experience it's actually the two American games with with the worst organization no coincidence there <laughs> Uh, so we moved to Sydney, which was my first games and my home games. So for me, it was an yeah. amazing experience. And for you as well, was it a good game? Very, very good games. Yeah, I love the city. I love the people. You, I don't have to tell you about Australia's welcoming nature. Um, and venues were great. Transport was great. People were great. Do you know what my highlight was? Being in the same room as Muhammad Ali. Uh, actually, I didn't mention Ali in Atlanta. Did I? You lit the flame, which again was a moving experience. But in Sydney, he came and um, I think he was at the race course. He was attending some function, and I thought I've got to go. I went, tried to get close to him, and of course there was a, a barricade of bodyguards. And did you find even at you know at that age that he would have been then, and even with Parkinson's, that he had that that sort of aura Total, when you see yeah. him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you. I mean, I grew up watching his fights in the sixties and seventies. It was, I mean, he was a ridiculous personality, you know, kind of transcended sport, boxing, and, you know, somebody, I mean, sadly he died earlier this year, as we know, you know, it was quite a, quite a sad occasion, um, but I was in the same room as him. That's great, that's great. Um, so we moved to Athens, 2004. Yeah, Athens was... Um, the troublesome games in many respects, you know, they had trouble in the build-up, didn't they, getting the facilities right. But eventually they got there, you know, it's the home of the Olympics, so you felt again that it was special for that reason, you know, you kind of went to the birthplace of the games. And, uh, you know, I, I never took any of these games for, for granted, you know, I always felt it was a privilege to be there, it was a special occasion, it was something that people would pay fortunes to go to, and we were there. Yeah, no, I completely agree with Athens. I mean, I remember going to the archery, which was held in the stadium that was the main stadium for the 1896 games. Uh, and, you know, I think they did a really good job highlight, you know, taking the shot put, I think, to, to Olympia and, and highlighting the history of Greece and the, and the mm. games and, and things like that. So, I mean, I remember coming home or, or going after the games and people saying, well, how was it? And I said, oh, you know, it was great, but... Organizationally, you know, there were there were some problems. People saw it. You know, it looks great on TV. I said, "Well, that's that's what it's supposed to do, Absolutely, right? That's yeah. that's now become the kind of main thing to do. If it looks good on TV, then then it looks like it's, it was really successful." Yeah, that's the benchmark of it these days. Um, next game was Beijing, uh, two thousand eight, which which I know well because I was living there in the lead up, working for the organizers for about six months. Um, so that was a really interesting experience for me, and it's memorable games for me. Um, and how about for you? Well, I was fortunate enough to, to go to Beijing when it was still peaking. I went on a football trip in 1978 with West Bromwich Albion. Oh, wow, that's amazing. They were the first European team to go behind what was then the bamboo curtain. And um, at the time, it was in that, still in that tight grip of like the Maoist culture, the communist culture. And... We talked about Moscow, didn't we, the other day? China was probably worse in 78. You know, it was very austere, very grey, tunics, razored haircuts. You really were watched there, whatever you did. You know, you, you almost felt... In those days, there was no laptops and 
no internet, you had to file your copy by telephone to an office back home. And, you know, you'd hear these strange clicks on the line and you thought, mm, I'm not alone here. That's amazing. So had, did you go back between that 78 no. trip and 2008? No. So that must have just been incredible. years on and suddenly you have this explosion of, well, you live there, you know, explosion of colour. You, you must have seen the emergence of the new China from those grey days. And uh, it was quite an eye-opener. But well, I loved it, you know. It was like that contrast again. Because you see pictures from around 78, around that time, it's just uh, of the roads and it's all bicycles. It's hardly Absolutely. any cars. Yeah. And now there's the cars are just yeah. incredible. Yeah. We, um, we, we were treated well in 78 because, um, you know, we were treated as VIPs. But the games themselves, were, I thought they were good. Um, I thought they were well organised and, again, good stories. Yeah, no, I think so. I think so. I mean, there were certainly organisational sort of Chinese aspects. Mm. You know, they had... I just remember one of the things that, that we found interesting was that because they have so many people, when they have a, a problem, they like to throw people at it. Mm. Uh, and so, there's plenty of them. There's plenty of them. So that's that's how to solve a, yeah. a, a problem. In, it's funny, America throw money and China throw people. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so then after all these games, different countries, different cultures, then to have one, London 2012, Back that, must have, been, that yeah. must have been something. Well, it, um, it was my first Olympic news service experience as well. So I saw things from a different aspect. And we spent, how long was it? Maybe three weeks in London um, doing the training. We saw the emergence of the Olympic Park and how London vibrated almost didn't it, to, the, um, to the beat of the Olympic drum. And it was good. But then after, after my three weeks training, I was sh- shipped out to Coventry to cover the football soccer and uh, I felt a little bit detached from it but still was able to keep in tune still felt part of it really um, my, one of my highlights I think was the opening ceremony Danny Ball's opening ceremony which I thought captured Britain as it was you know in those emerging years through, through the empire, years of empire and the birth of the National Health Service and um, you know the, the industrial revolution I thought it was magnificent Okay, great. Well, thank you very much again. It's and a good luck on the rest of your Olympic journey, however, however long it may last. However long it may last. Well, we're, we're here now in Brazil, which uh, is my 10th, and it will uh, hopefully be 11th. Okay, great. Thanks a lot, Dave. No worries, mate. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.